Mike's Daily Podcast. Well, hi. Friday, what do you think? FF episode 1614, 1614. I'm your host, Mike Matthews, broadcasting from Cafe Anyway, located somewhere in Podcaster Valley, Mont. Today, we hear from the lovely Benita, the disgruntled fiddle player, the brewmaster. We talk about romaine lettuce and how it's trying to kill us all from the inside. Mike's Daily Podcast. I have, I've had it with romaine lettuce. I ate, I bought some at Grocery Outlet. Mike's Daily Podcast. Grocery Outlet is this wonderful place you can find in the Bay Area. It's got lots of things and I'm going to be direct. That didn't rhyme, but I tried. I tried, and then sometimes I look at the mirror and I cry. I actually love Grocery Outlet because what they have is Mike's Daily Podcast stuff for cheap. But the produce, and I only go there for the produce, it's pretty crap. Mike's at times. Daily little flies buzzing around. Podcast. But they had this deal on. Yeah. Romaine lettuce. So I bought some and I ate it and I didn't get sick and die, but I am sick of romaine lettuce because it was a whole bunch of romaine lettuce and I just, I'm done. I can't eat it anymore. But you may love the romaine lettuce. I was listening to a very interesting podcast on the way in to my jab. Look who just walked in. Hi, Mark. It's Benita the Rodeo Queen. How are you doing? It's a disgruntled fiddle player tell you what. What? What was your podcast about you were listening to? It was about 1968. So, I was born in 1968, but not till later. So, I missed the whole convention in uh, Chicago. There was a big... A uh, big convention going on. Look who else walked in. Hello, Mike. I make the delicious root beer. I'm the brewmaster. Oh, boy. Brewmaster makes root beer. Yeah. There's a huge pitcher of root beer just for you, my friend, the podcast listener. So, 1968, there was a bunch of controversy. And I didn't quite understand... And I still don't really fully understand. I, I, even though I've seen a bunch of documentaries and read history books, etc. And here's today's podcast picture. But the whole, the whole, uh, uh, the, the, what do you call it? Uh, convention in 1968. We were torn apart, this country, by Vietnam. There were those saying, hey, we've never lost the war. We're America. We're Donald Trump. We're never going to lose. We're always going to win. So let's stay in Vietnam till this is done and we win. And then people, the people that were like, uh, let's say, more sensible going, hey, what are we doing there? There's no point to us being there. What? What? And my friend just got killed. And he came back from Vietnam in a body bag, etc. You heard that over and over again. And the, the protest songs were being written and sung. And the sounds of silence. Simon and Garfunkel was playing. In 1968, the, the, the Democrats, you had Lyndon Johnson in the White House, who had replaced Kennedy when he was killed. John F. Kennedy, uh, four years, five years earlier. And then... 
Robert Kennedy is running for president that year and he gets killed in 1968. Martin Luther King Jr. gets killed. The Reverend Martin Luther King killed in 1968. And so it's just, it's a a horrible year. And then at that point, everybody's throwing their hat into the election. You've got racist George Wallace running for president. And I'm just kind of simplifying this whole history thing for you. But I just found it fascinating that at the Democrat convention, 1968, Hubert Humphrey is taking over. And um, Ken Rudin is talking about it on his podcast. And there was a split among the people. Including that one. And it began as kind of a committee. Uh, This is the speechwriter for Hubert Humphrey. And he said that the, the thing is that Hubert Humphrey did not want to be in, be in v- Vietnam. Lyndon Johnson did uh, as far as like he thought we can't just say we got to get out of Vietnam. So Hubert Humphrey says he, he wants to get out, but he can't say it because he can't like actually say it. Whereas like Trump says whatever on his mind, Hubert Humphrey was very... He he couldn't. He would. I don't know. I don't quite understand. It was a different time, I guess. But uh, effort, as was often the case with an important speech, Humphrey would ask for input from a lot of people. And before we went to the convention hall, about an hour beforehand, he called me to his bedroom, asked me to do a new draft completely. Well, it was too late for that. But uh, I edited it and tried to tighten what was there. And basically, Hubert Humphrey gives a speech saying, "Hey, we need to come together right now." Over me No he didn't say that He didn't quote the Beatles But that was a big song that year As was the big song that was On my birthday Number one This As I was born The song Hey Jude Blah 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 But So Hubert Humphrey Wanted to get out of Vietnam He couldn't actually say it At the convention Outside the convention You've got protesters Anti-war people Pro-war people Beating each other up You've got the uh, Chicago police Beating the hell out of everyone And people are dying And it's horrible It's total chaos And Armageddon In the streets of Chicago So I missed that I missed that whole thing So it's very interesting To listen to Ken Rudin Talk about it In this podcast And Another painful part of it Was that Humphrey and Robert Kennedy Had talked before the convention uh, Before the California primary in fact And had agreed that they would support each other, and, and uh, Humphrey was quite close to the Kennedys. In fact, in 1960, uh, Robert Kennedy had tried to intervene to get his brother to dump Johnson from the ticket as vice president and replace him with Humphrey. Wow. So they understood each other, and then when Robert Kennedy was killed, it took an element of, of uh, glue out of the party. We, we just didn't have the unity we could have had otherwise. But uh, it was a painful, painful period until... Uh, End of September when the Vietnam speech really broke things open and we had a normal campaign. So Hubert Humphrey finally in September says we we need to get out of Vietnam. That's what's going on in the Democrat Party in 1968. And I wonder when the elections happen two years from now. um, Trump running, of course, again for a second term. And what is going to happen with the Democrats? Who is going to run? Who can unify? When Obama began running, of course, he still had Hillary Clinton to beat, but it was it was just, you could, I mean, that's the way he, he captured social media for the first time. Uh, just his, his, his 
personality, his speeches, the fact that he would be our first black president, and all of that just combined, this was going to be a, he was going to win and beat McCain, John McCain, who, <sighs> so sad about John McCain. Um, I don't see any news about him today, but I mean, the guy, it, I didn't agree with what he was saying on the campaign trail, John McCain, that year. But overall, I always liked that guy. I mean, he was hilarious on... on. Oh! That music is from Google that sent me a new photo book. And they always add that crazy, happy, uplifting music. Oh, oh my God. They I uploaded something to Google Photos and they made a book out of it. However, it is from five years ago. When Basil was just so much younger and he wasn't having his back leg problems that he is now. But he gets around. He he almost he was going so fast yesterday I could barely keep up with him. But yeah. Uh it was so the the point is about uh, McCain. Oh yeah, when he was on uh the Daily Show, he used to be amazing talking to John Stewart, have really intellectual discussions. And John McCain could poke fun at himself. and But then all of a sudden, that all disappeared when he ran for president. And I think that happens. The Running for president, the scrutiny, just, just tear apart people. Okay, I didn't mean to get into all that. I wanted to just talk about something simple like romaine lettuce. But that's what we ended up with. And, you know, it's Friday. And I just cannot get to bed early. I'm glad the tree's gone, though. Thank God the tree's down. I talked to my roommate who's in Beijing right now. And I said, I told him the story. And he goes, oh, well, that guy, because the guy who would show up and say, hey, I'll cut down your tree. He showed up back in September. Uh, he, uh, I, I expressed to my roommate how much that guy annoyed me. As I expressed on the last podcast, how much he annoyed me. But he goes, well... What you should do is, if there's like a stump left behind, you should engrave that guy's name on that stump and in, in remembrance of him. Oh, I won't do that. But what a suggestion. My point is, you made it to Friday. Good job. What are you going to do this weekend? I'm thinking about sleep. I'm thinking about... Oh, that would be just so nice to just sleep in. And then I'm going to go into work on my weekend job. And I'm going to see this guy who's going to then talk about himself for a good hour and a half. Just talk about him, what he's got, his technology. Oh, he's got he's always got a new job interview. He's always interviewing for some job. Oh, he's got this many followers on his podcast, this many followers on social media. Yeah. How come no one's ever heard of you? Oh, and then he got a bunch of kids to hold up a sign saying, we love this, this guy. They, I, I'm not going to say his name. And I mean, I might as well, but I'm not. And this guy that he and I used to work with him, he sent me the picture. Like this guy, he just posted this on his social media. So it's always about him. And so I have to listen to that for about an hour. That's fine. And then, oh, but then... This show is about me, and it always has been. Then, all of a sudden, he'll ask me, so what are you doing? And it always has to do with, do I have a girlfriend? Do I... Uh, am I interviewing for a new job? Um, am I... 
Am I going to leave California soon? That, something in those areas. He's always wanting to know if I got a new girlfriend. Oh, and do I talk to my ex-wife? Yeah, that really irritates him when I talk, he's, I talk to my ex-wife. He's just, oh, don't talk to her. Because he knew her back in um, when, actually when my ex-wife and I were first dating back in the early O's. I knew this guy and we didn't know each other for a long time. And then somehow uh, by random chance and the fact that radio is a very small community, we ended up working with each other again, starting five years ago. So I don't know. Part of it's my fault. Part of it is I want to know what he's doing because he does a lot of interesting things. He is an interesting guy. That's for sure. So, but he's, it's also kind of, you just, it's sort of the Trump thing where he's always about himself. And I'm trying to find a good quote. Huge. huge. He says huge. He, I don't really have anything where he's talking about. Oh, yes, I do have something. You remember this one? Remember this classic? I could stand in the middle of Fifth Avenue and shoot somebody and I wouldn't lose any voters. OK, it's like incredible. You are amazing. OK, so meanwhile. Let's go over to the Korea. South Korea, North Korea. Kim Jong-un of North Korea and Moon Jae-in of the South agreed to work formally to end the Korean War and rid the peninsula of nuclear weapons. Is this not just a... This is an amazing moment. I don't really know what to say about that. Oh, and... Oh, did you hear about... Tom Tom Brokaw and Bushido's. Apparently, I have an accuser that says that I was inappropriate. So now we, is what's happening with him, Tom Brokaw. Somebody says that he uh, apparently touched her inappropriately and came on to her at a hotel, blah, blah, blah. And then, oh, Bill Cosby going to jail. Bill Cosby, now comedian and rapist. So what happened there? That shocked a lot of people. And finally, his accusers have won. And he's going to jail. Or they're appealing it or something. Bill Cosby. Yeah. The leaders of South Korea and North Korea agreed today to work to remove all nuclear weapons from the Korean Peninsula and within the year pursue talks with the United States. To declare an official end to the Korean War That happened from 1950 to 1953 And uh, neither one could officially say that it officially ended It's a whole thing I can't go into it now because it bore the crap out of you But at a historic summit meeting The first time a North Korean leader had ever set foot in the South That's right The leaders vowed to negotiate a peace treaty To replace a truce that has kept an uneasy peace on the divided Korean peninsula for more than six decades. I'm not even six decades old. That's a long, long time. While ridding it of nuclear weapons, a peace treaty has been one of the incentives North Korea has demanded in return for bargaining away its nuclear weapons. Now, what's causing this? How come this is happening now? Is it because of Trump? Is it because... Trump is an influence and stood up and said, no, you know what? You're a rocket man. You're an idiot. I won. I won. 
What is it? Is it because of the Olympics? Did the Olympics bring kind of a feeling of unification? Is it because North Korea did so many nuclear tests? Their country is literally collapsing upon itself. The, the, the ground's unstable. It's going and coming down. When the walls come totally down. When the walls. What is causing this? So it's an amazing moment. I think we should think about it for a second. Think for a minute. Meanwhile, what's about what's China's new Guam killer missile could reach the U.S. military bases? So now we have to worry about China uh, because it could attack U.S. military base in the Pacific Ocean with a nuclear weapon. Meanwhile, Guam is like, yeah, another one. Who cares? Just really not interested right now. Thanks. The prince's name has been revealed. Prince Louis, Louis Arthur Charles, Louis Arthur Charles, royal baby name announced by Duke and Duchess of Cambridge. Mmm. World Britannia. Do, 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 do. It's such a British moment. I might watch a couple of Doctor Who's this weekend. That's what I think I might do. I don't have my World Britannia thing. I'll give you a little quote. You better check yourself before you wreck yourself. You better check yourself. As we go outside a cafe anyway, we're bringing Mike's Daily Podcast somewhere in Podcaster Valley. Mr. Joan Hodson's home is a shrine to Princess Diana. With everything from a wedding day portrait to a plush doll and a miniature replica of her wedding shoes. Hmm. Also on this date, Captain Midnight hacked the HBO signal. Do you remember that? Satellite dealer John McDougal, under the pseudonym Captain Midnight, jammed the broadcast signal of cable network HBO for a few minutes. I do have that. Since I can't find World Britannia, it just throws me when I can't find something. But I have HBO instead. There we go. Uh, he... Jam the broadcast signal of HBO for a few minutes, replacing its programming with a protest message. HBO has scrambled its signal, forcing satellite TV customers to pay for HBO. McDougal receives a $5,000 fine and a year of probation. $12.95 a month is what he was asking in his... Gosh. And how expensive... How much are you paying... For frickin' cable now. I guess that's pretty much the end of the show. I feel as if I missed something today. I don't know if I'm going to bring you a super secret Sunday show. I'll try. I have to produce a lot of promos for the radio station I work for. So I might not be able to do that. But Oh, it's a big day ahead. I've got to produce a morning show with a guy who's Captain Erratic. Speaking of Captain Midnight. Captain Erratic Sometimes shows up Sometimes doesn't Shows up late Sometimes doesn't Wants this done That done Doesn't tell me anything So we'll see how that goes I I could sure use an espresso I was gonna make espresso Oh excellent Good Cause I need that Next show It will be The wonderful Madame Rutabaga Valentino And Bison Bentley Possibly a super secret Sunday show If not Talk to you Monday God willing Enjoy your weekend Thanks for listening (laughs) 
Oh, wait a minute. The podcast picture is of Basil and I at Fairmont Ridge at one of many, but this was kind of a fun picture of the two of us. You can see it at mikesdailypodcast.com. Ariel, we'll tell you more about it. Mike's Daily Podcast is written and produced and performed by Mike Matthews. His podcast is super easy to find. Download or listen to his show and read his blog at mikesdailypodcast.com. Email Mike now at mikesdailypodcast at gmail.com. See you tomorrow. Bye.